Hi, dear listener. Um, I had to start this podcast with a, a little explanation. Um, yesterday evening, I decided, goodness gracious me, it's been a week and a little bit, a week and a couple of days, and I'm overdue the podcast. Got to record myself one. So I decided to jump on last night, quite late, um, and talk openly and honestly about where I was at in life and about what's going on in the world. Um, I, as you will hear over the course of the next hour of this podcast, ended up getting quite high, smoked quite a lot of sativa oil, um, (laughs) got very high, and decided to extol all of the most depressing and cynical feelings I have about the world of comedy, the world of performance, how comics behave to one another, what their hopes, dreams and insecurities are. And I think it makes for an interesting hour of listening. So I'm decided that I'm going to put it out. I just wanted to make sure I had a little conversation at the top where I explained to you guys that the next hour is going to be less like the normal hours of, of Savage Snowflake podcasts. Um, less like, oh, here's what's going on this week, and let me pick it apart and make some amusing and outlandish comical observations, some of which I agree with, some of which I'm posing to be devil's advocate for the purpose of comedy. And more of a an exploration into the mind of a 34-year-old comedian enjoying periods of great success and then periods of what feels like treading creative water and it's really honest it's a really honest one hour that then halfway through as I get progressively more high (laughs) becomes more and more lunatic in its delivery I think it's a very interesting hour to listen to I think you'll learn a lot about me And those of you who love comedy, the study of comedy, the behind the scenes of a comedian's mind and how comics interact with each other, the maybe the insecurities they feel about themselves and others. If all of that interests you, I think you'll find this a wonderful hour of Savage Snowflake podcast with me, Jeff Leach. So without further ado, buckle up. Settle in and enjoy the Oh My God, He's Super High episode. Hey! How we doing, everyone? Welcome to another Savage Snowflake Episode, what is this, 11, 12, 12, episode 12, with me, Jeff Leach, comedian, comedian, actor, and lately, serial, serial um, purveyor of honesty. So uh, that's what the, uh, that's what this episode is going to be about. I said, I said a little while ago that I was going to do an episode about mental health issues, talking about, you know, the darkest recesses of our brains, mine in particular, obviously, because... I don't know what your fucking brain is like. I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm sure it's got all the uh, all the lobes in the right place. I'm sure it's got a nice spongy hue to it, like a, a, a viscous 
coating of whatever fucking brain smegma covers the, 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 the frontal lobes. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know enough about brains to, to make these ridiculous descriptive intros. I want to talk about our brains because um, mine is hurting lately. I had a, I had a, whole, a whole show planned out that I was uh, going to record yesterday. And, um, you know, lots of funny things, goings on, stuff that's been happening in the world. Things that you guys who are religiously listening to this podcast would be interested in hearing about. I'm sure you'd find it quite enlightening, maybe more than a little amusing. And hopefully yeah, there'd be some empathy in there, something you could take away and go, yeah, all right, I get you, motherfucker. And then I realized that I just fucking hate... 99% of everything in the world right now. <laughs> if you're still listening at this point in the podcast, you're going to get an idea of where this shit is going to go over the next hour, all right? This is going to be an honesty hour. This is going to be an hour of me picking apart the most fucking misery-inducing elements of what society is right now. Maybe, I guess, there's always been an underlying current of honesty in this podcast. You know, not an underlying current. Sorry, no, it's been one of the fucking foremost factors of this podcast is delivering amusing observations about the world, some of which I agree with, some of which I'm posing just to play devil's advocate or to um, stimulate some kind of amused response from my audience, my listener, you, the person I want to infect mindfully with I guess a slightly more honest version of the world and what's been going on in it for quite a while now but I think it's hit fever pitch maybe it's just the last hit, 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 let, me, let, me, let me let me outline a couple of things all right those of you who don't already know which I'm sure quite a few of the listeners already do I've talked about it in a vast and wide manner across my social media across my live streaming across my podcast before but I suffer from depression what that means in layman's terms, for those of you who don't have any kind of clinical medical depression, is that some days I wake up and there's a chemical imbalance in my brain and it just tells me that everything in the world is dog shit, that I'm worthless, that people are full of fucking falsehoods, and that 99% of the shit in the world is 100% bullshit. And today is one of those days. Now, whilst I am now, I would like to think, reasonably well-equipped to understand the moments that I'm feeling that kind of low energy, that negativity, that, that self-loathing hatred that seems to unfortunately come hand in hand with, you know, clinical depression. There's another part of me, and this is, I think, the if any of you have kept up with, you know, the, the goings-on of someone like Jim Carrey, Hugely successful, multi-millionaire, Hollywood A-lister, Jim Carrey, who has basically just gone, the world is bullshit, we're insignificant, none of it fucking matters. <laughs> I don't think that guy's gone crazy, I think he just sees existence for what it is, which is so very little. Now, don't get me wrong, if you're listening to this, and I know there's quite a few of my listeners who have identified with the depression that I feel um, in a big way. You know, a lot of you have reached out. I've always tried to be a, a, a conduit of support for people who feel that way. 
who live that way. Sorry if you're hearing rustling. That's me taking off the ludicrous silk gown that I'm wearing. I'm, I'm dressed in underpants right now. And a red silk gown. I'm holding um, my weed oil vape in front of me. I'm about to smoke some weed. So that I can... Try and feel a little less... A little less fucking miserable whilst I talk about what could be quite a miserable hour of subject matter. Let me get a little fucking weed oil on this thing here. You know, I listened to one of the Bill Burr Monday morning podcasts the other day. I haven't listened to them for a little while. I love Bill Burr. I think he's I think he's um a great comedian, you know, a legend, living legend, and a very funny guy. But I think I like his moments of honesty. There's other comics like Kevin Brennan who's another friend of mine, one of the most, single most miserable. I say friend. I don't know if he considers me a friend. I consider him a friend in the sense that I think that he's one of the only people in the world that I believe peddles honesty. Some of his honesty is over-exaggerated. Some of it is the worst elements of his personality, but he does it to provoke reaction. But what I do like about him is I think he's a very funny man, and I think he he doesn't really entertain people's bullshit too often and i like that about him um but i don't know if he considers me a friend anyway whatever most comics i don't consider most comedians friends either i'm I'm going off on tangents this is going to be a tangent hour as well let me smoke some weed hang on (coughs) hang on Oh, fuck my asshole. Call me <coughs> Susan. That was some fucking weed right there. I mean, it's not. It's weed oil, isn't it? <coughs> Jesus Christ. <coughs> Sativa, Las Vegas. Sativa, Las Vegas. All right, this is going to be much funnier for the next 53 minutes. First seven minutes, pretty depressing, not going to lie to you. It's going to get better. We're going to go through everything. We're going to talk honestly. We're going to talk honestly about my life. We're going to talk honestly about what I think the world is at right now. We're going to talk honestly about comedy and the what I think is the most insanely hack, modern, progressive hack tropes that are being peddled day in, day out on fucking every late night show, every Netflix special, on the stage. I went to the comedy store last night and saw... Some of the biggest comedians in the fucking world right now pedal absolute tripe. We'll get to that. Let me just smoke some more weed. (sighs) (coughs) Fuck me, mate. (coughs) All right. Now I'm equipped. Now I'm equipped. Two big smokes of weed oil should put me in a good place to talk about how fucking insanely devoid the world is right now. Any interest for me? All right, here we go. What was I going to say? I was talking about comedians. I think comedians are very conflicted individuals. Not just because the majority of them either have some kind of 
addictive personality, history of abusive experience, shitty childhoods, whatever. We're, we're broken. We're broken people. The desire to want to get on stage in front of a room full of fucking strangers and make them laugh to validate ourselves is one of the single most pathetic things. Now, I know a lot of you as audience, a lot of you as people who love comedy, of, of which I am one, I love watching it as much as I love doing it. Well, that's not true. That's not true. I love doing it more. But I love watching it. As audience members, you're going, well, you know what, Jeff? I don't think that's true. I don't think it's pathetic. I think it gives people a lot of happiness. It can take people out of miserable places. You, by um, making light of incredibly serious situations, we can heal from those. We can learn to not treat them with so much fear. I mean, instead, we can embrace those concepts in a much more open and honest fashion to the point where, who knows, we might even be able to overcome our demons through laughter, through that honesty of observation that comics give to us from the stage but here's the deal this is how i think they're conflicted comics are simultaneously the most honest people on the planet you see a lot of that shit on stage they will make jokes about things they will point out observations about subject matter that most people would never even dare to go to there's an incredible honesty to a lot of that i'm talking about good comics here unfortunately they're also the biggest peddlers of bullshit I think you're ever likely to experience. As soon as it comes to the industry side of things, comics are so desperate to be liked, admired, to have laughter surround them. They find it incredibly difficult to be real when they're off stage. And I find that incredibly depressing. I said that I don't really have many comedy friends. And the honest, the honest, um, explanation of that in a more, you know, um, enlarged form is that I'm speaking like a guy who's just smokes a load of weed. <laughs> I'm trying to use polysyllabic words. There you go, that was one. I'm trying to use polysyllabic words to appear eloquent, verbose, and incredibly deep and intelligent to the point where you guys will be like, well, yeah, God, this podcast. We always learn something. We take something away from it. And yet, let's be real. I'm fucking high as balls now. Pretty fucking high. God bless marijuana. Naturally grown. It was put down here by Jar himself. Herself. Jar herself. Don't want to offend anyone. I can't use the pronoun. Jar. They, Jar, placed a gorgeous plant on the planet that heals some of the worst fucking ailments of the elderly. Parkinson's, you know, really just takes it away out of their body for the length of time they have a little THC or CBD inside of their bodies. And then we demonize it. Anyway, let me get back to the fucking task at hand. Comedians. Comedians. Now, I'm not going to go into details about any particular comedians here. Except, you know, just to say that I love Bill Burr at the beginning and that I love Kevin Brennan, although I think he's a miserable cunt. I'm not going to talk about specific comedians, but I'm going to make sweeping generalizations about the comedy world and about the world of art and performance over this podcast, this episode. It won't be a continued theme, don't worry. This is the only miserable one you have to get through. <laughs> Next week, it's gonna be fucking hilarious. Today, not so much. Depends how high I get, who knows? Could get really funny halfway through. The issue is, 
comedians are so desperate to be liked. They just live like so, so false so much of the time. They all think they're being honest and they all think they're the realest people in the world because of comedy is about truth, man, blah, 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 blah. But they are so fucking terrified to show their insecurities off stage to each other. And it's so tiring being around comedians. It's not pleasant. So many people love to hang out and show, oh my God, dude, whoa, I got to sit at the table. I got to sit down with like fucking, oh my God, like famous comedians. Oh my God. I can't believe I just sat down with that fucking comedian from that TV show that I love, Jeff. That's so cool. That must be so fun. No, it's not. It's not. It's really, really tiring and depressing because those people are always on. Even the ones who pretend like they're not on are on. They're incompetent of having honest depth of conversation with each other because they're so terrified of how other people might use that against them in some way. The insecurities of comedy makes it such a tiring industry to perform within. I don't know if this is born out of my belief that, you know, a lot of comics just don't like me for various reasons. A lot of people don't like me for various reasons. <laughs> but I think the average Joe who isn't in comedy, the average person who isn't a performer, is a lot more adept at taking a person at face value and listening to how the way they speak and the honesty with which they share themselves and the insecurities they purvey to you. To the point where you go like, all right, you know what, this is a decent person. Whereas comics have 20 layers of bullshit to get through before you can even reach that as their human selves. I'm talking about offstage. You know, they have to get through their own insecurities about who you are. So if I'm talking to a female um, in comedy, uh, often they'll be, uh, mm, I don't like this guy because he looks like he's, you know, he's a bit he's a bit confident or Lothario, probably wants to try and fuck me. That's 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 immediately what he is, blah, 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 blah. Or if it's a man, then if it's, uh, if it's uh, you know, a, a man who's quite handsome, they're like, oh, how much of a, how much of a, and competition is this guy for me for castings and blah 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 oh god he's british i hate him for that oh he's tall what you know there's like a competition there or if they're like a beta male comic then it's like oh this guy's too alpha he acts too fucking alpha he's clearly a fucking piece of shit oh god jesus christ i'm uh, i'm an ally of everyone look at me i'm gonna be bad i just i'm so it's it, there's so much fucking weakness you know oh am i more famous than them do i have more followers than them what kind of punch do they have are they better on stage than me they worry so much about everyone else and what that person represents to them. It's so hard to have a real conversation with any of them. That's why all of my best friends just do amazing, interesting shit that isn't about themselves. Like uh, one in New York, he's a therapist for kids in the Bronx. That's an amazing job to do. You know, another one's like quite a few of them actually are teachers or journalists, you know. Uh, some work for Reuters in the political spectrum. Um... One of them is just an electrician, just fucking hooks up something we'll always need in our homes. Electricity. What a legend. What a great fucking job to do. Seems to he's the most happy and fucking settled. But I can also find the moments of sadness in an, 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 a, the average Joe, a non-performer member of society, way quicker than I can with a comic. A comic will tell you why they're fucked up. Oh man, well yeah, I had a bad childhood, blah, 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 blah. They'll tell you, but it'll it be like a bit. It's, it's presented completely within their own control. And that makes them incapable of being truly vulnerable. 
Whereas the average Joe, if you get them to that level of real conversation, there's no performance about it. They're not reveling in it. Anything that's coming out of them is raw and incredibly vulnerable. And that's so much more endearing, isn't it? For people, that's how we connect. That's how we really become close friends with people because you've seen them at their saddest or their lowest or their weakest or their, 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 their the least confident or their most fearful. And that's when you go, oh, wait, you should let me see that. Wow, fuck, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm your friend, dude. That's it. Done. Comics just can't do that. So incapable of doing it. And I, that's maybe I've never felt at home in the comedy world. You know? Too much competition. There's also too many tropes right now in comedy. I don't know if you guys notice it. But everything on late night TV shows, all the sets there, everything on fucking... Oh, sorry. Actually, I shouldn't say everything. That's an incredibly blanket statement that is not true. The majority, such a huge majority of the comedy that is now given any kind of platform or airing in TV, film, in late night shows, etc., etc., is, yeah, why don't we have a plane flyover? Who flies a plane at 9.35 p.m.? How do you, how do you even see anything? There's a fucking biplane flying around now, which means it's some. It's probably John Travolta fucking a rent boy just doing a few laps in the air. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, who fucking flies a biplane at 9.36 p.m.? It's pitch black outside. Utter cunts. Fucking only in L.A. Only in, Lo only in Los Angeles. Who in Lo Only in the city of Los Angeles. Could someone hit nine... Just be like... Oh, oh my god, it's 9 p.m. Feeling a little sleepy. I wonder what'll help. <laughs> What's gonna help me just, you know, send me off? How can I tire myself out? I, oh, I know. I'll hop in my biplane, do a few laps of, of fucking Hollywood. You utter cunt. How fucking privileged is this town? Ah, oh, privilege. That sentence almost made me sound like one of those comics. The tropes of comedy right now. It's so easy. If I wanted to get a fucking five minute to be featured on a Conan or a Stephen Colbert, etc., etc., or a James Corden late show, is I would just write, I'd write a, a solid minute about how white men are shit. Oh, these white men, motherfuckers. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. White men, motherfuckers. And it's, it's everyone doing it now. It's everyone. I, I mean, at least when like a, a person of color, a comedian of color, whinges about white fucking men i'm like all right i get it i get it sure a lot of bad white men when it comes to people of color when 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 women whinge about yeah sit do another lap john in your fucking biplane absolute cunt absolute cunt. i hope you i hope a fucking pheasant <laughs> flies through your engine that's going to happen all night. You realize that. The whole fucking hour podcast. And what's going to be even worse is when I review this, and I'm not cutting anything out, when I review this shit, I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be able, you're not going to be able to hear it because this microphone is so good and I'm in a little sound booth. You won't even hear the plane that I'm whinging about. So now you just think I'm fucking mental. <laughs> hey guys, you listen to the latest podcast by Jeff Leach. Oh no, what's that? Savage Snowflake. Uh, I think it's episode 12. Oh, why, why, what happened? Oh, he lost his fucking mind, dude. He was hearing planes and shit. Leech. No one would write about it. Leech loses mind. Age 34. 
I lost my mind years ago for a start. A, can't put that on me. B, I have horrendous cotton mouth. C, I'm going to smoke some more weed. <sighs> Comedy has become tropes. It's all identikit. White straight men and the devil. Okay, cool. That's topic number one. Um, everyone's a rapist in Hollywood. Okay, so number two. All right. Um, come on, sisters. Woo! Just you don't need punchlines anymore. I watched two of the biggest comedians. Huge Netflix specials out right now, winning lots of awards on every TV show. Down at the comedy store in the main room last night, and they literally there was there was there was he, he was he were two of the jokes. One of the jokes ended as a punchline, just going, "Well, I'm a millionaire now," so. That was one of their real fucking ends to a joke. It wasn't even a joke. There was no punch. No punchline. No fucking pull back and reveal. Like, there was none of that shit. It was just, but I'm a millionaire now, so. I was like, you cunt. And everyone in the audience thought it as well. Because not one person fucking laughed it. And they just went, okay, thanks very much. Good night. And just left. And then got their applause because they're gone. But it was like, that's how you're finishing your set? You are, like, you're a like an expensive booking for a fucking TV show level of comedian right now. And that's how you end your set? You fucking self-absorbed piece of shit. I'm a fucking millionaire now. So, what? Oh, I hope you, I hope you fucking get raped in the ass by the IRS. I really do. I really do. That's the only thing that would make that comedian's life honest. Karma coming around like an absolute bitch and issuing a subpoena for them for owing oh, 10 million in back payments to tax man i'd fucking love that second comic made a comment last night and this was the form of the fucking joke this was it it was anyway and that's why fucking women are the best am i right come on am i right and it got like whoops and cheers from all the girls Fucking damn right we are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoop. Come on. Oh, my God. Becky. Yes, we are. Oh, my God. Say it, sister. Oh, preach it. Ha, 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 And all the men had to applaud. Otherwise, they looked like cunts. They wanted to get laid. Whoever they were sat next to was giving them a look like, Oh, my God. Brian, you're not coming. <laughs> and it got that response. It wasn't funny. It wasn't a joke. It didn't have any point. It was just, look, I'm going to say something very popular and progressive right now. Applaud me. And that's so much of what comedy is on stage right now. So many of these fucking comics on these late night shows. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I already know what's going to happen. Jeff, you're just, you're just uh, super salty because you're not on those shows. You're not booked. So you're just a sour comedian. Yeah, I am. <laughs> 100% I want to get booked on those shows. But I want to do comedy that's honest. You know, and that's the problem. It's not honest. It's like, I, oh, I haven't got any gag writing time. I'll just fucking say something popular and just wait for people to applaud to it. And yeah, and it's a statement. I didn't see the whole thing because I couldn't stomach watching the second half. Of it. it was just way too much. But that special, Nanette, what's the fucking Australian comedian? Hannah Gadsby. Is that right? It was, she's not, she wasn't a comic. She wasn't a comedian. She was a public orator. She was eloquent, verbose. She had some very legitimate, wonderful points. I'm glad she's making. But it should have just been a TEDx talk, not a stand-up comedy special. It should never have been called a stand-up comedy special. Call it Hannah Gasby Nanette One Woman Show. Call it that. 
take a fucking microphone stand out of here and do it as a piece of theatre, as a one-man show. Call it Political Expression with Hannah Gadsby. Call it a fucking TEDx talk. But stand-up comedy special? It was not. It was neither stand-up comedy nor that fucking special. Nothing was so unique about it. Here's a series of fucking positive progressive tropes that any half-witted fucking moron should already know anyway to live their lives in that way. Hey, don't rape women. Of course you fucking don't. Hey, don't be a racist piece of shit. Yeah, of course you shouldn't. Don't be a fucking cunt and punch people in the fucking head. Don't abuse children. These are all fucking things that if you're not a complete fucking moron or a sociopath should just be part of who you are. Saying it on a stage in front of an audience doesn't make you a wonderfully progressive individual. It means that you want to be relevant to a social movement that you think can garner you some likes, some credibility, because you have no genuine fucking talent to express yourself or your opinions on the world with any kind of depth of research or political understanding or social understanding. Tropes. The easiest way. I could write five minutes right now. I told you. Quick minute on how white men are pieces of shit. And as one, I understand that. Real self-deprecating. Still a, a minute on how everyone in Hollywood is a rapist and how, you know, just say something real positive at the end. It doesn't have to be a joke, but it should be something like, and that's white men are pieces of shit and we're going to stop them, right? And then everyone can applaud you. You're saying the simplest concept that's ever fucking been known to anyone with morality and ethics, but don't worry about that because pe people are mindless. They'll just clap. So that's three minutes. Have we done three minutes now? Yeah, three minutes there. Um, then we put in some stuff about like, oh God, something really like fucking mundane. Like I saw a comic do a premise the other day, again, last night, sorry, at the comedy store. Same lineup, TV comic, blah, blah, blah. Did a bit about how, oh God, I hate when people use a foreign accent for a word when they're ordering something, don't you? You know, so I don't know what the, the oh yeah, the, the, the gag was, you know, oh, hell, we'll have um, we'll have a whiskey uh, sour. Uh, we'll also can we order a um, can we order a uh, a Budweiser beer? Yeah, and and can we also get a margarita? And then the whole joke was, oh, fucking, why do you put the accent on? Stop that! Blah blah blah. This has got to be now. Don't get me wrong, I can't rattle off right now, ten to twenty comics who've done a bit about that concept, but I know there's infinitely more than that out there who have. I know this is the kind of gag that has been done thousands upon thousands of fucking time. It's been written by every comic when they're doing their first year of stand-up comedy as a funny observation of the most basic fucking comedians in the world. And people have ditched it because it's fucking, like, it's not nothing unique or special or interesting about it. It's like, congratulations, you're making a joke literally everyone and their fucking grandfather's ever made. Well done. Thinking outside the box. Like the most fucking basic concepts. Oh, airplanes. We are in an airplane and fucking someone's on my armrest and I'm going crazy. And my girlfriend's like, what? <laughs> or, you know, yoga pants. What's with yoga pants? Come on. Like, come on. Oh, my God. Or, you know, oh, I can't operate until I've had coffee. I can't. Honestly, until I've had coffee. Oh, my God. Let me tell you how much I love coffee. You know when you love coffee so much that you're like, <laughs> you know, oh, God. You know, kids. I'm really tired, man. I love being a parent, but I also kind of want to kill them. <laughs> oh my God, you should never be saying that's so outrageous. Ah, fuck. All of your material, every single one of you, 
who's ever done that shit or written a bit like that or is on a fucking late show doing that as your first foray into the comedy world fuck you this is why i don't this is why i don't have many comedian friends i'm not a very happy person honestly i'm not interested in any bullshit comedy i'm not saying it's not funny to a lot of people i'm not saying it's not good to write a well-crafted obvious gag about something that everyone notices it's so relatable let's say relatable comedy you know when you want to do this and you oh, oh my god don't you hate it when or like oh, i'll tell you who's the worst people who do that you know what i mean that kind of comedy huge market for it it's so easily recognizable by everyone and i'm talking about the fucking most dumb people on the planet that it has the broadest spectrum to work that's why that kind of comedy exists fucking hillbilly you know in the deep south oh my god man this this guy understands about when you get a brain freeze i got a brain freeze once i understand it come on man this fucking this guy is funny he understands he understands how i feel when i drink a very cold beverage in a very rapid period of time and my head gets hurt because the cooling temperature of the roof of my mouth going from very hot to very cold in rapid succession freezes some of the neurological connections to my brain. And that what causes pain because the pain receptors are kicking in to check if those neurons are still existing. That's so relatable to me. Well done. Well done. Well done. This is why fucking there's too many good comics died. Richard Pryor, man. George fucking Carlin, man. Greg Giraldo, man. Come on. Joan Rivers. Someone who, like, just fucking says it, you know? Says it. <sighs> fucking hate comedy. <laughs> I hate loving being a comedian so much that I'll have to do it for the rest of my life. Is that bad? Everyone goes, well, you're a comedian. You get to travel around the world and make people laugh. It's got to be the best job in the world, right? And we always say, yeah. Nah, it's not. <laughs> it's such a miserable, lonely, shit job with so much self-sacrifice, self-loathing, and self-questioning. It's Oh, it's awful. It's such an awful fucking job. <laughs> don't do it then, Jeff. Fuck you. You're not my dad. You don't get to tell me that. I'm doing it because it's the only thing I can fucking do that gives life any kind of meaning. Life is so full of bullshit. I said I was going to get to this. Social media, man. Memes. Falling prank videos. Every single facet of what social media and online presence and apps is. It's, it's so... It's such a lie. It's all a lie. It's all fluff and lies fluff and lies no one's as happy as they say on their instagram you know i talked about it one of the early episodes about truestagram you know i had a whole bit should bring it back keep talking about that hang on let me smoke some more weed <sighs> yeah, yeah. Fuck me.
I'm not cutting this out. <coughs> yeah, that's healthy. Holy fucking shit. <coughs> Holy fucking shit. <coughs> I need water. That wait, I'm looking at the time codes. That was a minute and a half of coughing. I need water. I'm gonna go get a glass of water and come back. I'm not even gonna pause it. This is not gonna be edited out. <coughs> this is happening right now. You're welcome. Don't go anywhere. I'll keep talking to you, don't worry. Whilst I get my water out of the fridge. I've got some cold water pre-prepared. I'm sure it's gonna be delicious. <coughs> there we go. Alright, coming back now, guys. Don't worry, I'm coming back. Coming back. Look, this is all live, it's all real. Some of you going, ah, Jeff, I thought it was all pre-recorded. Segments were so smooth, the features ran so lovely together. The conversation that you have with us on a one-on-one -on -one basis leaves us feeling exhilarated and exhilarated, and that's because we know it's real. It's just to us. We thought that was all so crafted. It's not. It's not. It just rolls off the tongue. Falls out of me. It's my porous secretions of comedy. <laughs> I don't even know if this is comedy anymore. Like a one, maybe I'm doing a one-man play. Jesus Christ, this is my Nanette. <laughs> this is my Nanette. Oh, why did she do that? Just don't call it comedy. Didn't she say she's quitting comedy as well? Someone told me she said that's it. She never. Get, she's not doing stand-up anymore. She's not doing any more specials. Good. Like good. Sorry. Like good. Sorry. Do a TEDx talk. Do a inspirational tour. You know, espousing your truths about how people should behave to one another. But don't do a comedy special anymore. Just don't, don't please don't. Comedy specials aren't very special anymore, are they? Everyone's got one. Everyone's got a fucking half hour. Not me. I haven't got one. But I could get one. I could do a crowdfunder. Get a couple of 4K cameras. Shoot myself for two nights. You know, do three shows a night for two nights. Film them all. Edit the fuck out of it. Boom. Netflix special. I probably need about... $20,000 to do it. $20,000. If anyone wants to send me $20,000, I'll shoot a fucking half-hour special. I'll do an hour special. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm fucking ready. What was I talking about? <clears throat> Nothing special anymore. Specials aren't special. They should just call them comedy normals. <laughs> like, please, get ready for the exciting comedy normal of... <laughs> Comedians are lies. I think comedy has lost the edge it so needs. And I'm not talking about offending people. I'm talking about the edge to be, you know, to, to cut to the edge of who a comic is inside. Cut, just clean cut through the fucking raw edge of who they are so that we can see that, that we can walk away from a show going, oh, God, yeah, now I know who they are. I know what twists them up inside. I don't feel that with so many comedy specials now. They just, just, they just feel so identical. Identical. Here's the latest set of tropes that will make you popular with the current crowd. Do those jokes. Boom, boom, boom. And this is, I hasten to add, this is not me shitting on any kind of left-wing political outlook. You know, I've been very clear that I'm a liberal left-wing leaning guy, just left of center probably these days. Um, and, uh, I like progressive attitudes in human beings. It'd be great to see us evolve to a place where, you know, fucking men don't rape women and, you know, women don't fucking try and ruin men's lives 
on a false claim and uh men uh you know certain colors don't fucking racially abuse men of other colors or you know women don't lie to men to fucking entrap them in his pregnancy or something you know and men don't fuse their physical prowess to abuse in a physical way any other woman ever again like all oh, these are all great ideas let's do them let's please i mean i'm already doing all of those things everyone else join me let's do it but i'm tired of pandering to a market you know maybe i'm just not as professional as them that could be it if i look at my career as a comedian i know what i should be writing what kind of gags we already outlined them earlier on but I should be writing to be able to get on one of those late night shows. Problem is, I think it's boring shit. I think it's all stuff that we should all know if we have morals and ethics. And then it's so identical tropes, you know, social tropes. I just hate that shit. You know, I'd rather tell you about how, you know, raising another man's child for a woman and having her fucking try and ruin my career and my fucking life in every way, shape, and form by lying about some drama you know that i cheated on her when i didn't and then going to the tabloids when i had a big tv show on and doing a big expose <laughs> to promote her own comedy tour and then telling me i can't speak to a little girl that i've treated as my own daughter for years and have raised with love and care and consideration i want to i want to make jokes about that i want people to watch that that's the kind of comedy that makes me feel alive to perform. And I think for audiences to watch as well, they go, fuck, this is raw and this is real. You know me. At the end of that fucking set. I can't do the other kind of comedy. It just doesn't feel honest. It, like, it's, it's, it, I, I think I, I don't understand. But then maybe that makes me not as professional comedian as the ones who go, that's what I need to do. That's what I do. Boom, I'll get on my TV show and then I'll go off and write something maybe a little bit more honest or personal or whatever they do. Or they won't. They just fucking continue living their lives. Smile, smile, smile. Everything's good. Everything's okay. Maybe that makes them infinitely more professional as comedians than me. That would be my, maybe that could be my special. Jeff Leach, unprofessional. <laughs> I like it. I'm smoking more weed. Tell you what. Pretty pretty high tonight we've got a sponsor um of the podcast actually <laughs> should i should i read it out on this this um this episode or should i do on the next one maybe start on the next one i don't know i get this let's find out let's go to my emails here there it is oh, wait where is it i can't find it shit all right this is not going how i thought it would <laughs> Uh, let me try this. I'm just going to search one thing. Sorry, guys. Bear with me. All right, there it is. Boom. Here we go. Here's the write-up. Uh, <laughs> am I really going to read this out now? I think this is such a terrible idea. I have to now. I've kept you guys waiting for so long. Okay. Well, we got a brand new sponsor, guys. Um, boundless technology. I can't, I can't do this now. I can't do this now. I'll do it on the next episode, professionally at the beginning. Yeah, this makes no sense. I'm glad you guys could go through that with me. 
That was... This is going to be some of the best broadcasting I think that's ever been produced by a comedian in their entire life. Maybe I'll do two hours. This will be the end of the podcast. Everyone will be like, nope, not coming back again. This is too fucking... This is too fucking terrible. It's honest, though. I wish comedy was more honest. I wish... I wish upon a star. I wish... That people were interested in creating new and unique approaches to art forms. Because I don't I think no one is anymore. You, you see it in Hollywood. Like, they lie about supporting new concepts. But all of the sitcoms are coming back. All of the fucking films are doing, you know, 20-year-on fucking sequels or remakes. It's so boring right now for the world of acting and the world of comedy. Both of them are such boring places. Safe, boring, and so mundane. It's do you, do you guys not feel that? Just all feels the same. So fucking boring. Hang on. And that's not going to change anytime soon. People need to feel safe i think because people are millennials are so incredibly weak as a as a fucking race of people the millennials young millennials i guess i according to liza scherzlinger whatever her name is i'm i'm a i'm a an old millennial like she is she's 35 and i'm 34 so you hasten to say that's bullshit we're not millennials millennials are like fucking 20s if you're over 30 already, get get fucked. You're not a millennial. <coughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you, you can see the follies of the generation below you, <coughs> like your generation above can, but you're still living in those follies. You don't own property, but you can see that we never will, and that sucks. Whereas 20s are like, oh my God, got a new iPhone. Fucking woo, come on, live my best life. Hashtag blessed. Going on holiday. Woo, 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 woo. Fashion, fashion, blessed. Oh my God, YOLO, woo, woo, woo. Kindly Jenna. And then, that's like, they're content with that. Whereas we're going, oh, we're all fucked. <laughs> well, our whole generation is completely fucked. I better get rich. In the next few years. Three years? Three years. Three years to get rich, guys. Let it let it be known that on this day, the 16th of the 8th month, the year 2018 of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jeff Leach did say upon his podcast entitled The Savage Snowflake with Jeff Leach Podcast, that he would be rich beyond his wildest dreams. Three years hence... On the 16th of the 8th month, 2021. Alright. I've made that promise to myself now. Wow. There's a solitary drip on my window. It sounds like a finger's tapping really slowly. I'm pretty fucking high. Could be a, could be a finger. Or could be a drip. It's so methodical though. It's kind of freaking me out now. Oh my god. 50 it's just this should be called 50 shades of high. <laughs> <laughs>
Fifty Shades of High should be the title of this podcast. Can't believe I tried to do the plug for the company. Anyway, where were we? Oh, fingers tap his back. And that's got faster. And that's faster. I hate it. What? Who are you? <laughs> oh my god. What was I talking about? Honesty. Comedy. I don't even know if I can put this on the internet. That's how high I am. I'm like, this is this is a very strange one hour of conversation. And um I don't know, the points are there. They're just the mind has completely left them. Art needs to be unique again. That'd be nice. Am I the one to do it? Hopefully I'll be part of it. There's good comics. There are good comics. I like I, I like a lot of people. I understand the need for different forms of comedy. It doesn't all have to be, you know, raw honesty. Some of it can just be light-hearted fluff because that's what people want sometimes. Hey, oh, yeah, we understand, yeah. We relate. I'm just a bit, like, bored. I feel like it dominates every every facet of the industry now. It's so mundane to watch. God, I wish I was Jonah Hill right now. <laughs> I bet no one's ever said that. <laughs> I bet no one has ever said that in the history of the world. I wish I was Jonah Hill right now. Even now, he's like skinny and handsome. I still wouldn't want to be Jonah Hill. <laughs> and I like Jonah Hill. He seems like a nice guy. I just don't want to be him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like I'd go bowling with him, but I don't want to, I don't want to be inside his body when I go home. You know? <laughs> oh, God. How much longer do I have to do? <laughs> oh, I got 13 minutes. All right. Yeah, he got in there before, right? He got in there before. Now he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's a millionaire with a good name behind him for career. Didn't he win a fucking Oscar or get nominated for an Oscar or some shit? Crazy. I don't know, man. I think there's the finger drip is getting so fast now and then I talked about it and it stopped and slowed down again I just want to like punch a hole in the wall and just see if there's anything out there but I'm kind of terrified that if I do there'll be an eye looking back through the hole over here oh I'm freaking myself out alright listen got some shows coming up <laughs> a lot of them in California guys should go to my website have a look at that I'm um, going to Joshua Tree this weekend and I'm going to leave my phone at home and I'm going to be at one with nature. Is that super fucking... Is that super fucking... I don't know. <laughs> is that super fucking ponzi to say? Yeah, man, it just needs to be one with nature. I do need to just move away from social media, from technology, from this city just for a little while. How fucking full of full of myself. <laughs> I just need to find myself in nature. It gets on top of you sometimes, cities and all the people. And if you're caught up in an industry that's so like ridiculously relentless. 
I wonder what I would have done if I hadn't been a performer, if I wasn't imbalanced by my parents. <laughs> I wonder what I would have ended up doing. Maybe a lawyer. I'm a good orator. I can definitely, you know, the word words come out of my mouth mouth pretty sweet. Quite sweetly. So maybe I could have been a lawyer or a teacher or a fireman. I think I would have made a great fireman. I'm a big, tall guy. Boom. Kick doors down. I'll shave your cat. Jumping in trees and shit. That's what they do. Firemen. You know, you're not allowed to be a fireman in this country, in America, unless you're a citizen. Like, green card holders can't become firemen. I can't save people's lives if I, just, just by having a green card, which legitimizes me as a permanent resident of this country. I can't save lives. How fucked up is that? America, what is fucking wrong with you? Well, pff, Jesus, that's like not, it's not top of the list. <laughs> There's a few other things we've got to sort out first. <sighs> I am glad to be here, though. I got, I, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm going to Joshua Tree. I'm going to get super mellow, man. I'm going to do some hiking. There's a dog coming with me. I'm going to play with the dog, throw tennis ball and shit. Just fucking jam out. Play some Jimi Hendrix through my headphones. <laughs> it's going to, you're all alone, the watchtower. You know, fucking really, I might get groovy, man. <laughs> like, wear some bell-bottom jeans. You know, just tie my shirt in a knot at the front. Oh, my God. Big sun hat. <laughs> my Daisy Dukes on. Shit's going to get fucking crazy. A Joshua Tree is what I'm saying. Burning man. Burning Jeff. Because he's on fire. In those jorts. <laughs> anyway. You get you get that picture. Going to do that on the weekend. And hopefully that's going to bring me back to ground zero for a minute. You know, from a mental health place. I'll be like, all right. Whew, I'm so glad I did that, took that little time to myself to remember that it's not all fucking awful. There's, there's some okay shit out there. Just have to look at it, not be so caught up in my own world. Self-introverted self bastards, that's what we are really. It's interesting, isn't it? A lot of self-reflection. How can we be better? Who are we up against? Are we doing our best? Are we going to be a failure? Are we ugly? Are we unfair? Are we stupid? Are we too poor? Are we too fat? Are we too ugly? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, we get so caught up in that. Forget to look outwards every now and then and go, oh, again, maybe that's where Jim Carrey's at. That's what I'm saying. That motherfucker, that's why he paints now. Just colors or his, wants to paint the picture of what he's feeling, which is, ah, look, we're just, I'm just a tiny, minuscule speck of paint in an entire canvas of a painting, you know? I'm a stroke, of a paint stroke on a, you know, incredible painting. So you're so incon inconsequential. You think you matter to the whole thing, but you're kind of just lost. <laughs> this is fucking cheerful, isn't it? Oh my God, are you still listening? If at this point, this is what I want to know. If anyone is still listening at this point, I'm going to upload this after I've done it. Otherwise, I'll regret it forever. <laughs> if anyone's still listening at this point, 52 minutes and 45 seconds in, send me, send me like a, a tweet or something. Be like, I made it. I made it, Jeff. <laughs> 
and I'll see how many people made it. Because fucking fair play to you. You know, I've met some absolute cunts in my time. People I never wanted to see ever again. But you, you're all right, mate. You know what? You're absolutely good on you. 53 minutes and 15 seconds. You did it. GG's. Congratulations. Nestorovia. Slancher, you bastard. You've done it. Because you got some patience. So what are we learn here today? <laughs> that when Jeff gets high as balls, smoking a little sativa oil, his podcasts are less of a one hour of high energy, high octane, honest, raw witticisms about the world and one man's view and life within it. And more just like a fucking, you know, hour-long ramble about nothing in particular. I think it started, I started the podcast talking about comedy, how it's all got mundane and identikit, tropes. I think I said tropes a few times. I, said, I definitely said verbose about four times. Overdid it on the verbose. <laughs> said it six times now. Shit. Verbose. Seven. Too much. But, oh, there was a good bit in the middle. <laughs> I think he asked someone not to do a special ever again. Changed the name of all specials to normals. Slated people thinking they're millennials when they're not. Talked about comics talking absolute fucking twaddle at a comedy store. Shit on his colleagues. Shit on himself more. And then hated on pretty much every facet of the fucking world. Said facet a lot too. Verbose and facet. <gasps> Fuck, eight. I mean, who's losing here? <laughs> who's losing in this scenario? Is it me? Or is it you guys, the listeners? Because I think at this point, we have to assume that you're high as balls. If you're still listening now, 55 minutes in, you've got to be fucking high. You've got to be almost at least as high as me, if not more so, to still be invested in this. All right. I'm going to give a car away <laughs> to everyone who's made it this far. I'm going to give away a car. You get a car and you get a car. And I oh, know that's it. Just two of them. Just two of them. I've been in the gym four days this week in a row. And I'm going again tomorrow. And i got to say, feels good to feel powerful again. I need to lose weight. I feel so fucking fat. I don't know if it's just LA or if it's just me. Or if it's because I have higher expectations of myself now. But yeah, I fucking feel so fat. <laughs> I feel really strong though lately. Because I've been working out a lot. But I feel really fat. Fat and strong. Um, I mean, it's snacking, isn't it? I love a bit of a snack. Sometimes you you sit there. Smoke a little weed. Of course you go, well, I fucking got some chips. A bit of guacamole in the fucking fridge. It'd be rude not to. You know, sometimes you might be just fucking, oh, you've just woken up in the morning after a heavy night the night before, and you're like, oh, God, I need some grease. A bit of bacon, a bit of eggs, boom, and it goes. Snacking, boom. A little bit of beef jerky. Oh, look at that, bag of chips. Yeah, boom. Little, just two pieces of chocolate. I'll put the rest of the bar back in. Two, two snap-off pieces. <coughs> Done, put the rest back in. Just a scoop of gelato. But you add all that shit up. You know, and you do it properly like me and do about 12 of them a day. <laughs> it all starts to add up. I weigh 228 pounds today. Yesterday, I weighed 223 pounds, which leads me to believe 
I had a lot of water retention today. I drank a lot of water and had breakfast before I went to the gym, which I didn't yesterday. So I'm probably nearer 223 pounds. But still, I'm six foot four. It's quite big. But then I'm, I don't know, I don't mind being 230 as long as I'm just slim and lean. You know, like muscular, but lean. Why am I telling you this? I'll tell you. Because I decided that I need to be held responsible for the way that I eat sweet treats or snack on extra bits of fucking chicken and bacon that are delicious, of course, especially with a little hot sauce in there, boom. But not necessary for my existence, my healthy life. I need to be more honest. I need to be held accountable. I'm gonna put that shit out there. I'm gonna tell you guys about it on social media. You'll be like, I went for a run today, did fucking, you know, legs in the gym, can barely walk, had a fucking chicken breast instead of a slice of chocolate. Boom. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> oh no, then I'll become one of those people. And I have to do comedy about that on the late show. Hey, Jogum, Jeff Leach. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's going on? I know what you're thinking. Ugh, I am white and straight and a man. The worst. Punch me in the dick. Seriously, right? <laughs> anyway. I'm so sorry for everything we did. Um, let me just now tell you about something that I like to call, oh my God, everyone should be a gay man. Am I right? Yeah, cool. Because, you know, oh my God, aren't men the worst? Women are way better. Woo, am I right, sisters? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever noticed how like people take up your armrests on the airplane? Oh yeah, me, I've noticed that. Oh my God, man, I noticed that too. <laughs> Hashtag and then just fucking kill yourself. Have an asphyxie wank and fucking overdo it. Get the fuck out of my life. Well, this has been fucking educational. <laughs> In years to come, they'll take voice clips from this and they'll play it once a year on the anniversary of my untimely death. <laughs> In town halls across the whole of the USA, most of Europe, not Slovenia for some reason, very anti-Jeff Leach comedy. And they shall celebrate, furiously masturbating into the darkness, howling like wolves. No, I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying that would be nice. Guys, it's been real. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Stay savage. Peace. Peace.